the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, I'm not a huge expert on the Live Golf Tour, but I'm pretty sure that was uh, Taylor Gooch who won the uh, Live Golf event, not Gooch Taylor. Uh, Apologize for that error on the uh, Salem Sports Report. Welcome to hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show, a pre-July 4th edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, We've got a treat for you coming up. Excerpts from Ronald Reagan speeches, because we can't count on Joe Biden to say anything too inspiring. Oh, humorous. Uh, We can count on uh, Joe Biden to say things that are uh, humorous. He does that as a, a regular Matter, of course. God save the queen, man. Yes, God save the queen, man. She is the queen is dead, Joe. Sorry to tell you. But then Jackie Walorski was dead when he came to the podium and uh, asked after ordering flags to be flown at half staff in honor of Jackie Walorski several months before. uh, He looked around and scanned the crowd looking for the Indiana congresswoman saying, uh, where's Jackie? Uh, Jackie's most likely in heaven, Joe. (laughs) That is not a joke. That Ah. is a natural fact. Yeah, well. Uh, Many things uh, lately have caused uh, a columnist at the Hill, his name is Beckett Adams, to wonder if it is at all on the minds of the American media to have a serious conversation about Joe Biden's brain. I think it's way past that. Uh, Just in the past couple weeks, we've had Joe Biden not once but twice uh, contend that Vladimir Putin is losing the war in Iraq. Uh, There is no war in Iraq. There's a war in Ukraine. Now, don't be so sure I about know. that in Joe's mind. And he says that uh, Vladimir Putin has become a pariah around the world. But uh, prior to that, about a week before, he was talking about Ukraine at a campaign. Well, not a campaign stop because he doesn't do campaign stops. It's a fundraiser. He said, if anybody told you that we'd be able to bring all of Europe together in the onslaught on Iraq... And get NATO to be completely united. I think they would have told you it's not likely. Uh, Well, um, they wouldn't know what you're talking about because you're again mentioning Iraq when you mean Ukraine. And then, of course, there was Joe Biden's uh, pledge to build a railroad. And I quote, from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. (laughs) No, we're not building a floating railroad. We just are not. Uh, He also said on June the 19th, I've committed to by 2020, we will have conserved 30 percent of all the lands and waters in the United States. And simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact by 2020. Is it not now 2023? I think it is. Um, Then we had the God save the queen man thing. Uh, We, of course, have. Had him in uh, July of last year uh, during a visit to Israel say, we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. The honor of the Holocaust. 
I think he meant horror of the Holocaust. I hope he meant that, at least. Uh, and then, of course, there was the biggie where he said, uh, for God's sake, Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, you are going to get in trouble if you go off script. That uh, That is for sure. So uh, this is the president we have. He is 80 years old, yet it is almost never mentioned that his age should compel us to have a conversation about the 25th Amendment. We had that conversation early when Donald Trump like walked down one icy walkway in gingerly fashion. We did not have that conversation when Joe Biden keeled over at the Air Force Academy when someone, he contended, literally sandbagged him by putting a sandbag next to the podium and he <laughs> fell down. Fell off a bike. What is your favorite, Alan, Joe Biden uh, oh, please. Uh, mannerism? Is it? When he finishes a speech and turns and points like, here? Am I going here? Am I going there? Am I turning? Where am I going? Is it when he wanders off camera like he did with uh, Nicole Wallace the other day? Or is it when, after he falls down, he does the, no, I'm really robust, Joe Biden, watch me run. I'm so vigorous I can run. And he does the stiff-legged, moving his arms, barely moving Joe Biden jog. I think all of the above. And I, the, the pointing to either side, he's just, yeah. that's, that's like a hip, cool way of, hey, you, hey, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just giving props to people. That's I, what that is. I have no idea what the man is doing. <laughs> uh, remember, <laughs> on the day he walked into office as president of the United States, he was older than the day Ronald Reagan walked out of office, the oldest president ever to serve as president of the United States. Again, on the day he walked into office, Joe Biden was older than the day Ronald Reagan walked out of office as the oldest president ever to serve as president of the United States. If you're of my generation, you remember how Reagan was disparaged in his second term as being too old. But I would certainly gladly, eagerly go back to those days when we had a president who didn't say stupid, nonsensical things like God save the queen, man. But instead, when he took the podium, had us on the edge of our seats, waiting for him to say something that quintessentially captured the amazing things that made America that shining city on a hill. Americans. On Monday, America will celebrate her 207th birthday. I love the 4th of July. I enjoy picnics and fireworks and long summer days. And I get excited with the thought that millions of our people all across our great country will, on this 4th of July weekend, join together in thinking about freedom and the men and women who sacrificed to make it our inheritance. It's recorded that shortly after the Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia, celebrations took place throughout the land, and many of the former colonists, they were just starting to call themselves Americans, set off cannons and marched in fife and drum parades. What a contrast with the sober scene that has taken place a short time earlier in Independence Hall. Fifty-six men came forward to sign the parchment. It was noted at the time that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honors. That was more than rhetoric. 
each of those men knew the penalty for high treason to the crown. We must all hang together, Benjamin Franklin said, or assuredly we will all hang separately. And John Hancock, it is said, wrote his signature in large script so King George could see it without his spectacles. They were brave. They stayed brave through all the bloodshed of the coming years. Their courage created a nation built on a universal claim to human dignity, on the proposition that every man, woman, and child had a right to a future of freedom. For just a moment, let us listen to the words again. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Today, as veterans, you are still defending freedom. Whether it's supporting adequate defense budgets, or aid to the freedom fighters in Nicaragua, or teaching young America's young people the meaning of our precious rights through your Voice of Democracy program. The members of the VFW are still on the front lines, still leading the charge, and still showing what true patriotism really means. Freedom is important to all of us. As someone who spent many years making speeches, I've quoted many definitions of freedom, some very moving and eloquent. But I've always liked George Orwell's blunt and unadorned statement. He said, freedom is the right to say no. There's something kind of happily rebellious about that definition. And I thought of it this morning because I decided this year's recipients of the Medal of Freedom are distinguished by this. You're a group of happy rebels. In your careers and in the way you've lived your lives, you've all said no, a most emphatic no, to mediocrity, to averageness, to timidity. You've said no to the rules of the game and the regulations of the day. You've said no to the conventional wisdom, no to the merely adequate, no to the limits and limitations on yourselves and others. You're all originals. You've all made America better, a better place, and you've made it seem a better place in the eyes of the people of the world. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. It's fragile. It needs production. My fellow Americans, we're known around the world as a confident and a happy people. Tonight, there's much to celebrate and many blessings to be grateful for. So while it's good to talk about serious things, it's just as important and just as American to have some fun. Now, let's have some fun. Let the celebration begin. I didn't appreciate him enough at the time. I sure appreciate him now. And I pray, literally pray, that God will raise up a leader like that. Because if he does not, we are in real deep trouble. I don't know whether to celebrate all that inspiration from Ronald Reagan or to uh, cry over what a poor copy of him Joe Biden is. You know, it's interesting about those speeches. Is I can understand every word he said. Yeah, you could. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Half my lawn. Yeah. The other thing about most of those speeches, Nancy Reagan was standing right beside him. And it would be uh, pretty awesome to have a first lady that uh, was standing there supporting her husband, not one that had to be there to like make sure he could get off the podium Physically in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so a friend of mine, shout out to Justin, sent me this yesterday. And uh, yesterday was Sunday. I was in church, and uh, I would like to invite you to my church, Northwest Chapel, 6700 Rings Road. Love to have you. Worship services, 930 and 11. And we are uh, an evangelical outreach church. We want to spread the gospel in to central Ohio. We want to offer hope through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's important that we evangelize, not just at Northwest Chapel, but at your Bible-believing church, because those who attend churches that are not uh, Bible-based are definitely evangelizing their religion. And that does not include just woke, disastrous churches like the one headed by Tim Aaron's downtown at First Congregational Church. It includes any church that's flying a gay pride flag or a Black Lives Matter flag, or a social justice flag, because all those churches are preaching a false gospel. But you don't even have to be a church to preach a false gospel. And to prove that, I call attention to a story published in the Mount Vernon News. Check this out. Twelve Columbus students graduated from Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio's peer education program on June the 26th. Who do you think gave the keynote remarks at Planned Parenthood's peer education program? That's right. None other than Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. Now, this story that ran on the Mount Vernon News website is written by Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio. So Mount Vernon News has given over to Planned Parenthood of Ohio its platform to evangelize people in the evil agenda of Planned Parenthood. I prayed this morning, and I pray most mornings, that God will guide me and steward this platform that I have with you in a way that glorifies Him, in a way that doesn't drive people away from Him, but in a way that draws people to Him. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't condemn evil. You must call evil evil in order to point people to redemption, restoration, and the hope that we have through what Christ did for us at the cross, which is giving us a way to atone for our sin through what he did for us, not through anything we can do on our own. We can do nice things, good things, noble things. None of them qualify us for salvation because we're not good all the time. In fact, in my own case, I would say I'm not good an overwhelming majority of the time. But Planned Parenthood is indoctrinating young people in a an educational program, they are evangelizing their murderous gospel 
toward the unborn through kids who they are lying to about what Planned Parenthood makes possible through its social agenda. Reading from this story in the Mount Vernon News, written by Planned Parenthood, it says Ohio is the only state in the country without health curriculum standards. As a result, Ohio schools have become stuck with a huge gap in sexuality education, a gap that Planned Parenthood is only too happy to fill. Planned Parenthood contends that Ohio falls back on, and I quote, antiquated state education laws and outdated language. Oh, let me guess how. Outdated in that what? We don't extol the virtues of a promiscuous lifestyle, of a dismembering of children in the womb, of LGBTQ mind control. I'll just have to assume I'm right on that because they don't articulate it beyond that general statement. But they offer a solution, you better believe they do, to close this gap, Planned Parenthood says. As part of its work ensuring young Ohioans have access to comprehensive sexuality education, do it with anybody, anywhere, anytime. That's what they mean by comprehensive sexuality education. Planned Parenthood provides youth ages 14 to 19 with the tools to become leaders educators, and advocates. Oh, you bet they do. Get this. And as I outline what they're doing with this program, ask yourself, how many times have I taken a stand for what I believe in? How many times have I shared the hope that I have through Christ at the cross with anyone else? Planned Parenthood is not shy about sharing its gospel. Once the students go through their training, get this. They are required to provide a total of 55 one-on-one presentations, a single presentation to an audience of 10 or more people, and another presentation to a group of over 100 individuals through an outreach event utilizing the lessons they've learned before being able to graduate. So if I did the math correctly... Each graduate of this Planned Parenthood Woke Academy has to evangelize 165 people. They have to tell them all about how Planned Parenthood is good and dismembering babies in the womb is a really good thing. 165 people they're required to preach the gospel of Planned Parenthood to. And the mayor of Columbus gave the keynote remarks at this graduation ceremony. If you don't think we are in a battle, literally for the eternal souls of the world, it couldn't be any clearer than that, that that an organization out there, Planned Parenthood, that is funded by American tax dollars, is requiring it evangelize people through the kids it educates. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.